I've, I spent the next bunch of years learning applied kinesiology. And what I found was that it's a phenomenal tool if you're trying to ask the body questions and get answers. Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey everyone, you're on air with Ella, and today I am joined by my friend, Dr. Jason Pikin. Hey, Dr. Pikin, how are you? I'm doing awesome, Ella. It's great to hear from you. So, Dr. Pikin, we had somebody come on the show recently, Christy Acuna, and she is a nutritionist uh, from California, and she was talking to us about how she uses muscle testing in her clinic to help diagnose people's food intolerances or where their trouble may be stemming from. And and I got to tell you, Dr. Pikin, I had no idea what she was talking about. And then I was chatting with you because we're buds, and you were like, I use that every day of my life. And, and I'm sitting here feeling like the village idiot because I don't know what manual muscle testing is. And so short version, here you are. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I love talking about muscle testing and how it is a tool used in applied kinesiology, what I do. Um, maybe I should just like even just explain like background of like the things that I do in my office because that's only a piece of it. Yeah. So tell us who you are and what you do. I'm a chiropractor. I'm a nutritionist. I, I'm a certified applied kinesiologist uh, and now most recently also an author of um, uh, my book. And basically what I look to do is just make people healthy using any tool possible. And one of my favorite tools to use is applied kinesiology. So that's where you get the muscle testing from. Okay. And so I don't even know what applied kinesiology is. So here's the breakdown. Kinesiology itself is the study of muscles and movements of the body. We study how the body moves and, and the posture and how muscles function. What applied kinesiology is, is correcting any abnormality of a movement. And that could be a movement of a muscle, of a joint, of a food going through your body, of the neurotransmitters, of the lymphatic system. Uh, it's any type of movement in the body. So when I've heard of applied kinesiology, and again, I have obviously heard this term before without really knowing what it meant, but if you asked me, I would have said it has to do with muscles and joints, but you're saying it includes the internal as well. It includes everything. It's really the main tool of applied kinesiology that differentiates it from every other, whether it's holistic or alternative, whatever you want to call it, mode of healthcare is manual muscle testing. And I love to, you know, teach people my version, my explanation of muscle testing, because it's, it's really best kinesthetically understood, meaning that you and a practitioner um, go through muscle testing so you can feel what it feels like, because it, it almost seems magical sometimes, or if you watch it on a video, if you Google it, it'll seem like a trick. And to be honest, that's what I thought it was. Here's my first exposure to manual muscle testing. If you can get this picture, I'm in chiropractic college and we're all at a, at a bar. As you do. <laughs> yes. Okay. Because it's Friday night and we need to get, you know, have some fun. Debrief. Um, You're debriefing. Yes. We're debriefing. Okay. So what happens is I'm watching the kids from the applied kinesiology club and they're having somebody put their arm out 
in front of them, like reaching out forward uh, with, say, their left arm. Sure. And they take a sip of beer with their right arm. And then uh, when when they push down on their arm, if they have the beer in their mouth, the arm goes down and goes weak when they test it, when they find out how strong it is. And before that test, it was perfectly strong. So I was like, oh, that's just a dumb trick. You put something in your mouth and your arm goes weak. And, and I've seen different versions of this in different places. I, I saw somebody uh, at a mall once, actually, I passed by them. I didn't say anything. It was just incognito. And I saw them pushing somebody's arm down uh, and their arm went down pretty easily, like they were weak. And then they stood up on these pair of orthotics that they were selling. So it was stronger. Okay. But still, it, it seemed like there was, and it seemed like there was a lot of bias in the test. So I didn't believe it. It and sounds t- like a carnival trick. It, yes, it looks like that. And it, I'll tell you, there are tricks. Now that I know applied kinesiology and I know muscle testing, there are tricks. I can make somebody seem strong or seem weak, but that's the art of applied kinesiology is not doing that. Uh, and then you can get an amazing, I call it a biofeedback from the body because that's really what muscle testing is if people want to understand it. It's a bio- biological feedback. So I'm asking the body a question and I'm getting feedback. If there is a bias where the patient or, or you know client themselves doesn't believe in what you're doing and they fight really hard against the test, of course you're going to be able to beat me unless I'm pushing really hard. But and also on the doctor's side, if the doctor really wants to find something, if they want to find something wrong with you, they can manipulate the test and find a problem with you, any problem they want if they know the tricks. Oh, this is so interesting. So how did you go from seeing this as sort of a circus trick to understanding it as, you know, a really legitimate practice or diagnostic? Simple. It fixed a two and a half year problem I had. Tell me everything. Eight months before I graduated chiropractic college, I'm in the backseat of a car, 65 miles an hour, reasonable speed, but it was raining. And uh, we started hydroplaning. Uh, A few seconds later, I was, I found myself on all fours, uh, on the ground. I didn't know how I got there. I looked to the left and I saw my watch. I looked to the right and I saw grassy medium, uh, the median in the highway. And I looked ahead of me and I saw a car coming at me. So I'm like, oh boy, uh, I would probably use another expletive there. Uh, and, uh, I just jumped out of the way, uh, jumped over that metal guardrail onto the grassy median and said, okay, what the hell just happened? I was just in a car. Uh, and now I'm here and I looked at the car cause I could see it. It was about like maybe like 50 yards away from me or a hundred yards, something like that. I saw my friend Brett come out of the passenger seat, drop his arms down, drop his mouth wide open and stare at me. And I'm like, I've never seen somebody's jaw literally drop before. And I'm like, I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, why is he looking at me like that? Uh, and, and then I looked down and, and saw myself covered in blood. And then the pain hit. Wait, you got thrown from the car? Yes. I had to piece together everything later because I had a temporary, you know, amnesia. Uh, But basically the back door opened when we hit this metal median and I got thrown out and the centripetal force threw me out of the car because we were spinning. And uh, I broke my back in two places. I destroyed my left shoulder. I had been tumbling down um, the highway. So I had like just been sliced and cut everywhere. And long story short, 
Um, I got better. It, it was a miracle, uh, but I got better. I got better, but I still had some leftovers. And, you know, being eight months away from graduation from chiropractic college, I knew a lot of chiropractors that were dying to work on me and help me out. So I got adjusted, you know, over two and a half years, hundreds of times. I was in physical therapy. I was rebuilding my body. I was working as hard as I possibly could to get better. I wouldn't let this beat me down. Um, yet I had this nagging pain at the fracture site. Uh, and it was just, you know, annoying. And I was a practicing chiropractor at that time. And I didn't think I should be in pain. So I started looking for answers. And I went to an applied kinesiology seminar. And there was one part of the seminar where the doctor that was teaching said, hey, does anybody have this problem? When you do this, does it hurt blank like this? And I said, yep. My hand went up right away. He pulled me up on stage. He did a certain movement on me that nobody else did. And I got up and I could rotate my spine for the first time in two and a half years. And so I said, I got to learn this now. Um, and so I spent the next, well, I'm still learning it because it's a never ending, you know, learning process. I've, I spent the next bunch of years learning applied kinesiology. And what I found was that it's a phenomenal tool if you're trying to ask the body questions and get answers. Questions that a person or a patient can't describe to you by using words. You know, we, we have trillions and trillions of cells in our body that are always in communication. Our body only lets us know about certain little aspects of what's going on. And our pain is only one tiny little aspect about the whole picture of what's going on in our body. And if you pick apart the way every single muscle in your body functions and, and learn how to isolate each muscle the best possible way and test it and ask it, hey, muscle, how are you doing? Hey, deltoid or bicep or tricep or quadricep muscle, how are you doing? And you can isolate it and test it. You can find out how it's functioning. And then if that muscle has a malfunction to it, if it's quote unquote weak, which is really not a good word because it makes people think of exercise, weakness. Uh, what it really means is an easy way of saying hypo-facilitated, meaning it's not normally firing, normally facilitated. It's under-firing. The nervous system is not connecting to it. That would be a sign of a weak muscle. So, so okay. So I just want to jump in here for a moment and just ask a couple of questions. Muscle testing, I still don't understand how it works, so you're going to tell us that. But what you're saying is you're essentially manually feeling for weaknesses in the body? Like, walk me through it as though I'm coming into the office and you're telling me what to expect. Right. Let's go through a quadricep test, okay? okay. And I'll explain it to you, okay? So do you know what your quads are, the big muscle in your thigh? Yes. Okay. <laughs> maybe you, but maybe not everybody, but uh, it's the front of your thigh. So if you can picture you're lying on your back, your legs are bent up and, and the doctor or practitioner is taking your leg and pushing down on it like you're doing a leg extension exercise. Okay. Your leg going up and down and you're feeling your quadricep muscle contract. So if I do that test, if I hold somebody's leg up and push down onto it to get that quadricep muscle to contract, but I easily push it down and there's very little resistance there, I know that that muscle is not firing properly. Now you can be a 98 year old lady or you could be a 21 year old monster athlete and still have that malfunction because I'm not trying to win when I do the test. I'm trying to put a little bit of pressure over it 
and see if there's any difference compared to all the other muscles that we test. So everyone who's listening to this with me who hasn't seen this or done this before is saying, okay, I get that. If you test this and it doesn't work, then it's weak or it's not functioning properly. But Dr. Pikin, how does that have anything to do with, say, a food intolerance? Okay, so every single muscle in the body has a connection back to the, through the nervous system to the spine so it can correlate if that muscle is weak to a subluxation, which is what chiropractors treat, misalignments of the spine that irritate the nervous system. Every single muscle has a connection to an acupuncture line, and most acupuncture lines are named after organs, like the stomach acupuncture line, the large intestine, um, uh, the lung. And so that muscle could be weak because there's an acupuncture or organ imbalance. Every single muscle has a connection to one or more nutrients, that make that muscle function well. Uh, every acup- uh, sorry, every muscle has a connection to a neurovascular, a neurolymphatic reflex. There are all these different reflexes in the body. So if we find a malfunction in a muscle, what we can do is we can have you or me touch some reflexes that correlate to answers for the body. So let's go back to that bicep. I test that bicep, it's weak. I have you touch these reflexes, and depending on which areas that you touch, if one of them makes that bicep stronger while you're touching it, that's a biofeedback, meaning your body is giving me a signal that one correlates to the other. So let's say I touch your neck, or you touch your neck, while I'm testing your bicep. Before you touched your neck, the bicep was weak. After you touched your neck, the bicep was strong. What that does is it gives me a hint into saying, hey, there's probably some problem in the neck area that correlates with that bicep. Is it very specific and tells me exactly what's going on? No, that's the fault of muscle testing. Muscle testing is not exact. It doesn't tell you exactly what's going on, but it does give me an an indication that there's something going on in the neck that correlates with that weakness. And what I have to do as a practitioner, as a doctor, is determine, well, what is that? Is there a, a, a tweak in the neck muscles? Is there a misalignment of the neck bones? Um, and, you know, we have to make the correlations from there. But it's a tool. Let me see if I understand this. So basically, the body is a map. And because you're trained to be literate in that map and to understand the body as a map, what you're doing is you're able to isolate issues. And then now you've got a much smaller map. You're zoomed in. And so from there, you can start doing the things that you know how to do because you've narrowed down your field of inquiry. Is that, is that a fair assessment? That's a fair assessment. It's, it's, it's another tool. I also, I want to know what movements hurt when that person, when that person, you know, when does that person feel the movements that hurt? Uh, I want to know what, when did it start? How long ago was it? What else have they tried to do to get better? And you have to put the whole bunch of these tools together. Do they have x-rays? Do we have MRIs? Uh, what are the, What is their overall lifestyle like? Do they have an inflammatory diet? Uh, do they, you know, work out? Uh, do they train their body? You have to take all these into effect. And when you use muscle testing as a single tool, it tends to be inaccurate. If that's the only thing you're using is saying, well, this arm goes weak and, and it, you know, uh, it gets better when you touch there. So I'm just going to rub that. It's, it's too simplistic. Um, and when it comes to 
the food allergy things. Here's some of the, the, the mystical magicalness of muscle testing uh, and you know wh- where you can use it as a tool and you can also make it work for you if you want to. There are a lot of ways to muscle test. I tend to do classic applied kinesiology, which means I'll test each and every individual muscle in the body because each muscle gives me a better indicator of what's going on rather than what some people do as muscle testing is use one muscle over and over and over again, kind of pushing on it over and over and over again while touching different buttons or reflexes in the body to see what makes that muscle go weak. It's another biofeedback. I'm touching over your belly and pushing down on your arm. And if the arm goes weak, well, that means there's something wrong with your belly. But it doesn't tell you again an exact what's wrong with the belly. It could be that you strained your abs, that you have some gas, uh, that you ate something wrong that day, um, uh, that, you know, it's too vague. The way of using applied kinesiology properly is just as a form of biofeedback saying, okay, this connects to that in some way. Now turn into a doctor and figure out what does that mean? Okay. Can you use some real life examples here? Because I am fascinated and plagued by the digestive stuff. So I'm super, super interested in this. And I'd love to hear a couple of examples of how you have used this in real life. Sure. Real easy. Uh, uh, Let's go back to that quadricep muscle. The big muscle of your thigh has a relationship with the small intestine. So I can't tell you how many times somebody is dealing with leaky gut or um, food sensitivities, um, you know, they're not sure what foods affect them, what don't, and they have a weakness in that quadricep muscle. And so what I do is I can test the function of that quadricep muscle against different reflexes or different supplements that I think might help them. And if the quadricep muscle gets strong when they uh, have that supplement in their mouth or from an energy perspective, when they're holding that supplement over their body, it could be an indicator that that person would do well with the supplement. Wait, time out. (laughs) I know, here's the magic stuff. This sounds like voodoo. You're saying they can literally hold the supplement and you can get some sort of energetic read from that. I'm gonna say yes to that. And because I believe it and because I've seen it and because I've been surprised by the results. Um, And if, again, the practitioner, his or herself, is not a biased tester. Mm -hmm. It's really just looking for feedback. You can get more clear with the patient by doing this. Now, as a nutritionist, let's say I'm not doing applied kinesiology, and Ella tells me she has leaky gut, okay? Because, well, we determine that because she bloats when she eats, and um, there's gas and and all these things, and she's been dealing with it for years. Stop it. Stop using me as an example. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I said no, the word gas never came out of my mouth. <laughs> no, All right, okay. go on. Okay, this okay. fictional person who you've decided to name Ella, continue. Yes, let's say I understand that this person has a leaky gut. There are literally 27,684 supplements that can help an 80, a leaky gut. Is that a real number? No, of course not. <laughs> I'm on your show. So yeah, and if you go to 15 different doctors sure. that all practice, whether whether it's allopathic medicine or alternative medicine or holistic or a shaman, you're going to get that many different supplements. 
to try or combinations of supplements. You're going to get somebody that gives you 15 different things and say, no, this, and another person that's going to say, no, this is your magic pill. I don't really know which works for you. And so I have my wheelhouse of, you know, supplements that I use and, and, and dietary changes and habits that I want to try with people. And if it's, um, habits, which I love at first, like, like I, I look to change people's habits to get into their neurology, to get into their, um, you know, habits of life and just make them change simple things. But when I think they need a supplement and I have all these choices, what I use is this muscle testing procedure to give me a little bit more narrowing down because I don't love to, to kitchen sink mm-hmm. and everything at people. I think it's a gigantic waste of money. I think people get irritated by the supplements so much more often. And when I do this manual feedback, this biofeedback with the muscle testing, I find that people, I, I, it, it gets me more of a clear decision about what I'm going to use. And how does this work? It's just all in magic land unless you want to hear this. This is the, the example I use with people. Magnets. If you can picture holding two powerful magnets and the south poles are both facing each other and you try to squash those south poles together, you're not going to be able to Mm -hmm. because there's this quote unquote magical energy in between those magnets forcing them apart because those south poles will never want to be pushed together. Now, can you see what's in between those magnets? No. Can you explain it? It's really hard to. I'm sure there's some really fantastic physicists out there that can explain energy. But what it is, is energy. And as soon as you flip that magnet around and it's a north and a south pole, it's hard to separate those magnets. Mm -hmm. So a shift in energy can either be attractive or it can be repelling. If I hold a wood popsicle stick, I don't know why that one came up into my head, uh, up to that magnet, it'll have no effect. It won't repel. It won't be attracted. It's just neutral. So what's the difference between you and a magnet? I'll tell you, when you break it down to our molecular level, very little. All we are is protons, neutrons, electrons. Every single piece of matter, protons, neutrons, electrons, and we're either attracted or repelling or neutral. And when you break it down, there's, yes, there's quarks and strings, and let's get into a metaphysical conversation here, but we don't have time. So let's go back to the simple stuff. If every single piece of matter is energy, some energies work better together than others. And again, the testing of the muscle testing is simply a tool. If you rely on it completely, if I test every single supplement in my office, I have hundreds of supplements, different brands and different strengths and different varieties that I use. If I test your quadricep muscle to every single supplement in my office, I'm going to be selling you thousands of dollars worth of supplements that you don't need because sometimes your muscle will get stronger because something in that bottle is good for you. So what I have to do as a doctor, as a nutritionist, as just another human being that cares about people is I have to narrow down and only ask the questions that are very, very specific. And that's how you make muscle testing clear. So it's not a circus trick. It can be. It's not. It's, it's not. And, and the reason why I know it's not is I get surprised almost every single day in my office. You can't get rid of all bias. Mm-hmm. So testing somebody, I, I kind of think that a lot of times, hey, I know this is going to work for you. 
let's just test it. And sometimes I'm wrong. And sometimes, you know, something else shows up. And, and does that make when the muscle test is positive and makes you stronger, does that make every single one of your problems go away? No, but it's better than me guessing. Okay, you used a word called subluxation, subluxation. Can you tell me how to say it properly and what it means? Yeah, it's, um, it, it's unfortunately a dying word because it's not even being taught in most chiropractic colleges. I'm okay with it because I can't pronounce it, so. That's okay. Uh, subluxation is a misalignment of a bone and that misalignment usually happens in the spine but it can happen in any joint in the body and it causes an irritation to the nervous system. Now, our bodies are really smart. So when we subluxate a bone and it causes an irritation to our nervous system, we compensate and we'll, we'll shift our weight around, we'll shift our muscles around, we'll contract some muscles tighter and some muscles looser so we don't have to feel that subluxation. But over your lifetime or over a few decades of life or whatever it is, or even at a young age, if you've accumulated enough stress in your life, those subluxations, you know, can't be compensated for anymore. There are too many of them. And your body starts to let you know by giving you a symptom. That's what a symptom is. And the goal typically in allopathic medicine, I'm not saying medical doctors because there are a lot of different types of medical doctors, but the allopathic model, which is typically the medical model says, hey, you have a symptom. Let's try to get rid of this symptom. The, the practice of chiropractic and, and all of holistic medicine, really truly holistic medicine says, let's not treat the symptom. Let's try to find out why it's there in the first place. And once we fix the cause of that symptom, your body will be freed and the innate ability for you to heal will be expressed and you'll be better. Chiropractors do that through an adjustment. Acupuncturists do that through some needles and, and releasing the chi and maybe some herbs. Nutritionists do that through diet and uh, maybe some supplements. What the applied kinesiology doctor ultimately should be is all of those things. It's, it's looking to use any tool they have in their disposal, anything they've learned, to get that interference to be removed so the body's innate ability to heal is expressed at 100%. And the symptoms tend to go away. If they haven't, because they've been around for too long, there's too much damage, maybe you also need a supplement, a, a medication, some therapy, whatever it is. I, I'm open to anything, but I first want to get to find out what the cause is. Mm -hmm. Then if you also need some symptomatic relief, that's okay. But if you just cover up the symptom, never really get to the heart of why the problem was there in the first place, which is always one or all of three things, an accumulation of physical stress, an accumulation of emotional stress, an accumulation of a chemical stress or chemical imbalance in the body over your lifetime. Dr. Pikin, you've given me a couple of videos that I can share what applied kinesiology is and what muscle testing looks like. When people click on the full show description or go to On Air with Ella and look up this episode, they'll be able to find those links. But I also want to share you with them. So I'm going to share a link to your book, Better, 11 Simple Habits to Improve Your Life. But I also want to know, of course, if we're in Manhattan or plan to be, then we can come see you, which I fully intend to do. And I want some muscle testing. And then we'll tell everybody. I can't wait. <laughs> what went down. And by the way, I, I forgot I have a muscle testing video of me doing the muscle testing. Well, send I'll, it I'll send over. that to you. Yeah, yeah I'll send perfect. that to you. Okay, great. Uh, but you also see people who can't make it to Manhattan. Tell us about that because some people are going to want to talk to you. 
I, I finally figured out a way uh, to see people virtually, whether it's through the Skype link or I'm starting to use Zoom. Um, and what we do is everything but the muscle testing. I can't do the, the physical aspect, which is what held me back from doing this work for many years okay. because I, it's an integral part of what I do. It's a big feedback. But two-thirds of the information comes from just talking to people. And I'd love to see them. I love doing a face-to-face follow-ups we can do with a phone call, but uh, I'd love to get a face-to-face. I'd love to get to learn every single about a person, their habits, their complaints, what testing they've had done. And then I'm going to run a gigantic panel of other tests because I can't physically touch them. And if I can get their lifestyle, what they've tried, uh, I get to know what's, what they're, what's bothering them and I can get their labs I can really assess them in a really comprehensive way. In a, it's called a functional approach. Uh, most people have heard, maybe not most, but a lot of people have heard of functional medicine. I can't call myself a functional medicine practitioner only because I'm really, I'm not a medical doctor. I don't, I don't claim to be, I don't need to be one. So I, I keep the medicine out and I'm a, a functional doctor, uh, meaning that I want to look at, look at the person physically, chemically, and emotionally and find out what's better best for them and make them better. I get a lot of emails that ask questions that it sounds like you might be able to provide answers for. So Dr. Pikin, we will link to you in the show notes and people will be able to talk to you no matter where they are in the world. But hey, thanks today for Muscle Testing 101. I learned something. I'm really happy. And listen, I am so happy you're doing what you're doing. Uh, You just picking apart people that know something that you want to know and putting that out to the world and your ability to make connections with thousands of people so thousands of people can see your work is such a great job. It's such a great service to the world. Stop it. It is. (laughs) I wish I I had that many connections. (laughs) Dr. Pikin, in all seriousness, thank you so much. And uh, I appreciate you. Thanks, Ella. Bye. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Don't forget to join our Facebook page and thanks for those phenomenal reviews in iTunes. Every great review helps and we read every one. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.